Hello, my name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church at Mayopac. We are currently worshiping on Sundays at 10 a.m., both on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We hope that this message provides you with a source of encouragement and allows you to grow more deeply in your faith as we all continue to seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Our second reading of scripture this morning, which will be the focus of our meditation, comes to us from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. And I'd invite you to open up your Bible, if you have one nearby, flip in the Old Testament to 1 Samuel. And if not, uh, you are more than welcome to join us in reading this passage as it appears for you on the screen. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In our reading this morning, we hear something is wrong. Something has gone awry in the land of God's people. The people weren't hearing the voice of God. They weren't able to discern it. Nor were they able to receive prophetic visions. Notice, though, that I say that God didn't stop talking to the people or that God didn't stop sending them visions or prophetic dreams. I don't say that because something was amiss with the people God had called. Instead of calling out the injustices, corruption, and spiritual bankruptcy, 
They were running around like children with their hands over their ears, pretending that they couldn't hear. But God was still calling. God is still calling. Calling out to us today. The voice of God is calling us to be bearers of truth and life and love. But the question becomes, will we hear this call from God? Will we answer this call from God? And will we be transformed when we accept this call from God? Before I become a little too harsh on him, Eli once heard the call of God at one point. For those who aren't familiar with this biblical narrative, Eli was a high priest. Eli was the spiritual leader who was called to lead the people of God. But even though he heard the voice of God, the call at one point, Eli had become complacent, stagnant. He became tolerant of abuses, of power and injustices, perpetrated by his sons. And his disconnect with the voice of God was so great that he mistook Hannah, Samuel's mother, he mistook her prayers to be just a state of drunkenness. I'm sure that Eli heard God's voice ringing in his ears when he was younger, But as our reading says, we find that Eli was now nothing more than a dull old man who allowed the people of God to go astray. So God would eventually punish Eli for his ignorance, his arrogance, his apathy, which are the opposite characteristics we find in Samuel. Unlike Eli, whose senses had become dull, Samuel was ready to hear the voice of God. Samuel had a monumental task in front of him. If he were to be the next prophet and lead God's people, then he would eventually have to pass judgment on Eli and his family. Pass judgment on Eli, who sat idly by and let abuses of power and injustices go unchecked for far too long. Because you see, the prophets were supposed to speak out against such things. The prophets were supposed to speak out against corrupt leaders who lied and championed causes that were in their own self-interest. They were supposed to instead champion the causes of the oppressed. Yet Eli didn't do any of that. Perhaps Eli didn't want to rock the boat. Maybe he was Presbyterian in that matter. I don't know. Perhaps Eli didn't want private areas of life to become public in a way that makes us uncomfortable. Perhaps Eli didn't want to 
expand his bubble, to include what it means to protecting those who are most vulnerable and oppressed. If Samuel was going to reform the prophetic role under Eli's tenure, well, Samuel first needed to know who it was that was calling him. God often speaks to us at the moments we least expect it. And many times, God will keep calling out until we respond. I don't want to say God's like a, a mosquito. That, that sounds like a bad analogy. But God is certainly persistent in getting our attention, or at least in trying to get our attention. In this story of call and response, Samuel hears the voice of God calling out to him in the night, Samuel, Samuel. But Samuel doesn't know who's calling him. But even though he doesn't know who is calling him, he still goes in a way that shows his heart is ready to serve. In Hebrew, Samuel responds by saying, Hineni, which means here I am. But in a biblical sense, this word often indicates the start of a journey. It indicates the start of a long, challenging journey. In the middle of the night, God calls. In the light of the day, God calls, calling us to repent and turn from the complacency we all have embraced. And if we don't respond to the call, well, we see and know that God will raise in a new generation of hope to show our stubborn souls the errors we've made. How are we responding to this call from God? Why don't we take a moment to reflect on the past, on our own lives? Is there a moment that you can recall hearing the voice of God? I can remember in my childhood church growing up when they asked me to serve as a ruling elder uh, when I was in high school. Of course, as a high school student, I did not know fully what it meant to be an elder. But looking back, I'd say that this was a pivotal point in my life and how I would eventually respond to the voice of God. I would even go as so far as to say that it eventually led to my ordination as a minister of the word in sacrament. How will you respond when you hear God calling your name during the night, during the day, at the moments we least expect it? Will you call out, Hineni, here I am? Or will you stay within your own insular world and sit on your own throne as Eli did? The choice is ours. Thinking a little more about callings, about the call of God's people, 
It's been almost 50-some-odd years now, if you can believe it, since another one of God's prophets was taken from the earth, answering the call to challenge corrupted powers and advocating for the poor or the oppressed. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., you might say he was the Samuel of his time. He challenged us. He challenged churches, which had become accessories to racial segregation. Dr. King spoke words that were hard to hear, but words that were necessary nonetheless. And since the assassination of Dr. King, we find that we still have choices to make. We can choose whether we will be idle and sit back, or whether or not we will be brave, courageous, and speak and act like Samuel, who heard the calling of God on his heart. Fifty-some-odd years later, we find that there is still much work to be done, still many calls from God to be answered, still much work to be done. And our lives of faith compel us to be a part of that work of a prophet, the work of confession, repentance, justice, and reconciliation. For many years, the church has been a place of comfort, a respite from the harsh realities of the world. But for many, the church has also appeared to have acted like Eli, who sort of just sat there idly, did nothing, while the powerful took advantage of the poor and discarded truth for lies. In his I Have a Dream speech, we are very familiar with, we hear the dream of Dr. King which is good, except we often ignore the truth that the struggles of Dr. King that he lays out in the rest of his speech are still the struggles of our world today. And the only difference is that those struggles have evolved, that they've taken on new or worse forms. There is still a disparaging gap between how we are treated, how we treat one another on the basis of our skin, our gender, our creeds. For such a time as this, you and I are called to be visionaries, people who dream and people who act on those dreams that come from God. The voice of God is ringing from the steeples of every church, every rush of the wind, beckoning us to follow. So let us follow and embrace the call to be God's people. We aren't the first, and we certainly won't be the last who embrace this vision of actionable love and justice. 
And when we grow in years or find that our spirit has dulled, may our hearts not then grow jaded to the prophetic visions of the next generation who will show the way. There's a beauty in this cyclical nature of the proclamation of God's word to us. I wish I had an answer as to how we know we are hearing God's voice. But in the end, I think a lot of it comes down to how you and I discern where the Spirit of God is leading us. But we can ask ourselves, is this voice, this calling from God, pushing us in life-giving directions? Is it calling you to care for the poor and the oppressed? Is it calling you to stand up for others? If so, then you might be ready to take the next step and say, Hineni, here I am. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.